The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Let's talk about baseball. Good morning and welcome to the First Pitch Podcast. I am Kevin Hastings. It is Wednesday, July 6th. Let's get right to some news and notes. Texas recalled Spencer Howard to start Tuesday versus Baltimore. Tampa transferred Brandon Lau to the 60-day IL, ensuring he won't be back prior to July 16th. That's just a couple of days before the All-Star break, so I believe it is likely we do not see Lau until more like July 23rd at the earliest, which would be following the All-Star break. That made room for Yu Chang, who they claimed off waivers from Pittsburgh, and they also reinstated Jeffrey Springs from the family medical emergency list, optioning Josh Fleming. San Francisco activated shortstop Brandon Crawford and relief pitcher Jose Alvarez while optioning utility Donovan Walton and sending Kurt Casale to the IL. Sutsugo and Ben Gamble returned to Pittsburgh from the IL as Hoy Park and utility Tucupita Marcano were optioned. Relief pitcher Chasen Shreve was the odd man out for the Mets as Max Scherzer returned from the IL. Chris Archer was scratched from his start and placed on the IL with a stiff hip as Josh Winder was recalled to make Tuesday's start in his place for the Twins. The Dodgers' Ryan Pipio was recalled to start Tuesday as well. Reyes Maranta was optioned. We had several pitchers in the minors on July 4th that were pitching in Major League Baseball on Tuesday. As was the case in Detroit as well, Drew Hutchinson got the call as relief pitcher Sam Howard was DFA'd and relief pitcher Will Vest was optioned. Connor Pinkleton optioned by Cleveland as Nick Sandland and his near walk per inning was recalled. Yes, he has 18 walks in 18 and two-thirds innings at the major league level. So be careful in holds and solds leagues where you may just see the 2.89 ERA and five holds. It does come with a 1.61 whip. As expected, Tyler Naquin activated in Cincinnati and Tyler Giblet was recalled to start for Arizona. So far for Wednesday, we have David Peterson back from the paternity list for the Mets. Chris Taylor will hit the IL for the Dodgers, as will Wiley Peralta in Detroit. Jose Urena's contract will be purchased by Colorado to start in L.A. 
Eloy Jimenez is expected to be activated for the White Sox, and Boston's Brian Bello will make his MLB debut, getting the call to start versus the Rays. That will do it for some of the highlights of news and notes for the day. Now, some noteworthy game performances from Tuesday. In San Diego, the lone afternoon matchup of the day had Logan Gilbert of the Mariners facing off versus Mike Clevenger of the Padres. Gilbert went five and a third, giving up two runs, one earned on six hits and three walks with just one strikeout. He left with a 4-2 lead thanks to Seattle's offense, led by Julio Rodriguez going two for five with his 21st stolen base of the season. Dylan Moore, who was two for three with a walk, two doubles, two RBI, and a run. And Sam Haggerty, who was three for four with his first home run and third stolen base of the season. Clevenger did go six innings, giving up four earned runs on six hits and two walks with five strikeouts. And Taylor Rogers came on in the ninth, trailing four to two and gave up two earned runs on four hits, just a mess with our ratios a bit. Max Scherzer returned for the Mets, making his first start since May 18th and was his brilliant self, giving his manager six innings pitched, zero earned runs, two hits, zero walks, and 11 strikeouts. He hit 97 with his four seam, sat around 95, and had a 44% CSW cruising through those six innings with just 79 pitches. Unfortunately, the Mets' offense didn't give him any support as the game was 0-0 when he exited. Nick Lodolo for the Reds making a return of his own from the 60-day IL, having not pitched since April 24th, went four and two-thirds, giving up three hits, three walks, and eight strikeouts of his own. His bullpen took over and continued to put up zeros, and Mike Moustakis walked it off in the ninth on a sacrifice fly, driving in Tommy Pham. Hunter Strickland picked up his second win, second in two outings actually, with saves in his two prior appearances. We may have a ninth inning guy in Cincinnati. Sunday's win was the blown save slash win variety, giving up two earned runs in the ninth versus Atlanta, but he was right back out there in the ninth of a 0-0 ball game on Tuesday. Noah Syndergaard took the mound for the Angels in Miami and went five innings pitch, gave up two earned runs and struck out eight. Unfortunately, Sandy Alcantara was on the bump for the Marlins and upped him with eight innings pitch of shutout baseball, giving up two hits and had 10 strikeouts. Alcantara hit 100 mile per hour with both the sinker and four seam, throwing each 28% of the time while using his changeup 34% of the time, averaging about 92 and a half miles per hour with a 44% CSW on that pitch, a 33 CSW overall for the game. The two runs given up by Cindergard were solo shots by Garrett Cooper and Brian De La Cruz. Tanner Scott did give up a run in the ninth for Miami on a hit and two walks, but did hang on for his 10th save of the season. Spencer Howard returned to the Texas Rangers rotation in Baltimore, making his first appearance since April 29th and first start since April 10th. He only went four innings pitched and gave up four earned runs on six hits and two walks with just two strikeouts. Austin Voth was not much better for the Orioles, going four and a third with three earned runs on four hits and a walk, which has three strikeouts. And the bullpens were not any better either, as this game ended Baltimore 10, Texas 9. So let's give the hitters their due. For the Rangers, Mitch Garver, Nate Lowe, and Corey Seager each had multiple hits with their 10th, 12th, and 16th. 
home runs of the year, respectively. While the Orioles, Cedric Mullins was three for four with two doubles, three RBI, and scored twice. Trey Mancini, excuse me, Trey Mancini, Anthony Santander, Ramon Urias, and Ryan McKenna each had two hits. McKenna with his first home run and second stolen base of the season. He scored three times. Jorge Mateo had a stolen base, his 20th, and Ruffned Odor, his ninth home run of the season. The Nationals played at a reasonable hour on Tuesday in Philadelphia, but it did not go well as they were shut out 11-0 as Christopher Sanchez went five in each pitch for the Phillies with two hits, two walks, two strikeouts, most importantly, zero runs. 2013 number one overall draft pick Mark Appel pitched the eighth and ninth innings in the blowout. Nice to see Mark Appel in the big leagues. Now that was his third appearance of the season. Offensively, Kyle Schwarber had two solo bombs. Fab darling Derek Hall was three for five with a double and is slugging 739 in his first 23 major league at-bats. And JT Realmuto had his seventh home run and three RBIs as he continues to heat up a little bit for Philadelphia. In Pittsburgh, Jose Quintana continued his nice season, getting just his second win. It is the Pirates, after all, versus the Yankees going five in each pitch, giving up an earned run on six hits with seven strikeouts. He's now got 81 in each pitch with 74 strikeouts, a 3.33 ERA, and 1.28 whip on the season. He's available in over 75% of NFBC 12-team online championships, and 84% of Yahoo leagues. Not someone I'll start in Colorado next week, but someone I am happy to have going at home versus Miami when we come out of the break. He was backed by Dan Vogelbach's 11th and Jack Suwinski's 14th home runs of the season as Jamison Tyon gave up five earned in five and a third for New York. Detroit put up 11 versus Cleveland, all in the first six innings, and six of them off of Cleveland starter Cal Quantrill in four innings pitched on eight hits, including Eric Haas' seventh home run of the season, and he had two walks as well. Drew Hutchinson went five for the Tigers, giving up two runs, one earned, five hits, and two walks, just two strikeouts. Haas, Riley Green, Migi, and Victor Reyes all had multi-hit games for the Tigers. Jeffrey Springs went four innings pitch for Tampa in Boston, giving up three earned runs on home runs by Xander Bogarts and Trevor Story. He had a 34% CSW while throwing his slider 37% of the time with a 40% CSW on the pitch. It was 3-3 when he exited and still was when Nick Pavetta came out for the sixth inning when he gave up four more earned runs, seven total in five and two-thirds, eight hits and two walks on the day. Pavetta had only given up three earned runs twice and four once in 13 starts going back to April 20th. Kevin Kiermeyer was one for four with four BIs for the Rays. Atlanta jumped on Andre Palante of the cards for five earned runs in the first and seven total in three and two thirds in their 7-1 victory. He gave up 10 hits. Ian Anderson got his seventh win of the season for Atlanta, riding the ship a bit, but did go just five innings, giving up an earned run on eight hits and a walk with just three strikeouts. Austin Riley had his 21st and William Contreras his 10th home runs 
both two-run shots, and Ronald Acuna Jr. had his 17th stolen base, and Michael Harris II swiped his fifth and sixth bags of the year as the reigning World Series champs are now just two and a half back of the Mets in the NL East. Zach Grinke came back to earth after a couple of nice outings, getting hammered for six earned runs in five innings pitched on a couple of walks and 10 hits, including fifth inning home runs for Jeremy Pena and Alex Bregman, their 12th and 10th. Luis Garcia was gotten to by Kansas City. He gave up five earned runs in six and a third on eight hits and a walk. He did strike out seven. MJ Melendez had his ninth home run. Bobby Witt Jr. had his 12th home run of the season for the Royals. The Astros added a couple of more home runs themselves later off of reliever Jackson Kowar, Aledmus Diaz with his fourth, and Jordan Alvarez once again, his 25th of the season. Josh Winder got his fourth win of the season for the Twins, hurling five innings pitched with two earned runs, two hits, two walks, and three strikeouts. That was enough as Michael Kopech was blasted for six earned runs in four and two-thirds on eight hits, four of those home runs, four walks. He did have five strikeouts. Jose Miranda, Jorge Polanco, and Max Kepler homered for the Twins, and Alex Kirillov had two home runs, his second and third of the season, in a three-for-four night. Alex Kirillov is just 32% rostered on Yahoo. He had a slow start to the season, was still bothered by an injured wrist, went down, tore up the minor leagues, been back up for a couple weeks after a slow start. Now, these three home runs in the past week. Kyle Hendricks left his start after three and he's pitched with soreness in his throwing shoulder and is listed as day-to-day, but I'd probably expect a move later today as game time approaches. The Cubs put up seven, six earned on Brewer starter Jason Alexander in five and a third innings pitched. Ian Happ had a double and a stolen base. Rafael Ortega had a triple and a stolen base. And Zaya Suzuki had his sixth home run for the Cubs while Rowdy Telez had his 17th home run and Christian Yelich's 13th stolen base for the Brewers in the loss. Alex Wood only gave up one run in five innings pitched in Arizona. He had four hits, four strikeouts, but the Diamondbacks scored five in the eighth, mostly off Dominic Leone for a 6-2 victory over the Giants in Arizona. Dalton Varsho had his 12th home run of the season. Adrian Martinez improved a 2-1 and one for the Athletics in Oakland, going 5 with 3 earned runs on 8 hits, including Matt Chapman's 12th and Teoscar Hernandez's ninth home runs of the season. He did have 5 strikeouts. Thanks to 5 runs from his offense, including Steven Piscotti's second home run of the season off Trent Thornton in the 5th. Thornton had replaced Yusei Kikuchi, who went just 2 and a third and gave up four earned runs on two hits and five strikeouts. Lou Trevino with the sixth save. And in L.A., Ryan Pipio got his first Major League win, tossing five innings with an earned run, four hits, one walk, six strikeouts. While for Colorado, Herman Marquez continued to struggle to his 5.90 ERA with four earned runs on six hits and three walks in six innings pitched. He did have seven strikeouts, Max Muncie had a double and his eighth home run as he keeps showing signs of breaking out of his season-long slump. Mookie Betts added his 18th home run, and Chris Bryant had his first of the season in the loss for the Rockies. It was a busy Tuesday, and we have a 
busy Wednesday ahead as well. We'll touch on a couple of things coming up this afternoon and evening after this quick welcome back. I'm definitely watching that weather in Chicago as I really like the Twins bats versus Lance Lynn today. Lynn got better results versus the Giants last time out, but the four-seam velocity still wasn't there. The Twins are number four in MLB in OPS versus right-handed pitching. Of course, we have Shohei Otani on the bump today. Must-see TV in Miami. Brian Bello set to make his Major League debut in Boston for the Red Sox. And Glenn Otto for the Rangers in Baltimore is intriguing for me tonight. He had been pretty good in seven of his first eight. Walks were an issue. They really caught up to him in his last two. They were really rough outings. He'd been flirting with that walk trouble all season. The Orioles are bottom third in OPS versus right-handed pitching and tied for the third least amount of walks versus righties as well. I'm looking for Otto to bounce back and get some support from his offense as well versus Spencer Watkins. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for hanging out for a few. Check us out again tomorrow and each morning of the season here on the First Pitch Podcast. Good luck today and enjoy the games. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.